What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Welcome, everybody, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks for joining me. Two monster guests this week. I am pumped up for this show. Obviously, Monday, big ruling. Supreme Court uh, voted to legalize gambling and sports betting in the United States. So I went to the well. Scott Van Pelt, who hosts the phenomenal Bad Beat segment on SportsCenter for ESPN, will be joining us. And then after that, you will hear from the legend in the desert, Brent Musburger. Could not think of two better guests to get into this topic with. And we'll talk about some other things, too. It won't be 100% gambling. Obviously, uh, with Scott, NBA Finals, ESPN, we'll get into some things there. So it should be a good show. Two great guys. Looking forward to it. Uh, My producer, Lou Pellegrino, is here. Do you... Do you wager on sports? Every once in a while. I enjoy it. Okay. So for you, this isn't going to change your life either because you were already betting on sports. Well, no, it actually is going to change my life because now it won't be the normal way I've been doing it. Right. So you'll do it differently. This will be a lot different. And I think anybody listening could read between the lines of how I'm going about this. But now. <laughs> Spending a lot of my time in Jersey, right near Monmouth Park, and where they're going to have this grand gambling room, and I believe it's called the William Hill Room, so now I'll be able to not only bet on the ponies, but also if I want to throw a couple of bucks down on any game I want, I can do it with no... uh, I think no that's, repercussions. That, that's the biggest thing is for the casual person when they're in Atlantic City or something like that, Monmouth, like you said, you want to place a bet, you mm-hmm. can do that now, but... I'm not sure how many, I'll get into this with Scott and Brent, I'm not sure how many new bettors will be birthed because of this, but I, we'll see. I think what's going to happen, and you know, look, I'm not probably not the first person to think this, but my father-in-law is um, involved in horse racing. As far as scout, former trainers, had some horses over the years that have won some pretty high-profile races. Um, we've talked about this numerous times, and I think for Atlantic City, 
this is going to be huge. Yeah. And when other states obviously get on board with this as well, it's going to be big for Connecticut, whether it's, you know, Mohegan or Foxwoods. But right now in New Jersey, Atlantic City's not doing so well. Right. And they're virtually giving rooms away just to beg people to come and spend their dollars and gamble and eat and enjoy the restaurants there and the nightlife and what have you. But I think now what's going to happen, people are not, they're still going to go to Vegas because Vegas is absolutely a destination for the gambler and the person who wants to travel. But I think you're going to see a lot more people flooding the casinos in Atlantic City because now... You don't have to fly to Vegas. You don't have to call Johnny No Thumbs. You don't have to go offshore gambling online. You can go a couple of hour drive or however long it takes you to get to Atlantic City. Go hang in the sports book on an NFL Sunday or a college football Saturday or whenever and throw some money down. And I think that's going to be part of the boom that maybe brings Atlantic yeah. City back. R.I.P. Johnny No Thumbs. We'll all miss him. But hey, it's opened up now and. Still a lot to learn about it, but we'll get into that with uh, Scott and Brent. So stay with the SI Media Podcast. Here comes Scott Van Pelt, and then after that, Brent Musburger. All right, joining me now, I'll be honest with you, when the ruling came down Monday, there were two people I wanted to speak to. The first person that came to mind, and I don't think this person will be insulted when I say this, was Brent Musburger. The second was Scott Van Pelt, because Scott was so ahead of his time when it came to gambling, and he joins me now. Scott, how are you? Um, so we saw each other at the upfronts and we talked about this gambling thing a little bit. We're sort of of the same belief that people who wanted to bet have been betting. It's not going Mm -hmm. to, uh, bring in a wave of new sports bettors, but it's still a good thing. And it's still nice to have this all out in the open. Does that sort of sum up how you feel about what happened Monday with the Supreme court? Mostly. I just I don't like dumb things, and it was dumb that it was illegal to bet. Right, and, and so for me, it's just it's a simple, it's just a, offensive to con, like a common sense approach to things, a pragmatic way of looking at things. It was just dumb. You couldn't bet. Um, we were so like it was just so archaic and, and dated, and like the rest of the world, I think just I don't even know if they know how ridiculous it is here, but they would have they would have laughed at us, just scoffed at the notion you couldn't have a bet on a game if you wanted to, <laughs> understanding that everyone that wants to is going to figure out a way to be down one way or another. They've either got a guy or they've got <laughs> offshore. They've got both. Most people probably are shopping around for a line. You know what I mean? If, right. they, if, if they really want to do it. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it isn't going to change my life or, or the lives of, of a lot of people. I mean, I, I just think if you want to be able to have a bet someplace, you ought to be able to have a bet someplace. Now, before we get into more of like what this means or what we think is going to happen. I'm just curious. I know back in 07, when I started writing hot clicks and I was doing it 07, 08, 09, I know in the first year or two before the traffic got good and then the higher ups at SI left me alone, when I would mention a gamble, have a gambling reference, either something that maybe I wagered or a line on a game, you know, they turn into ghosts and say, I don't, I don't know if we should mention that. I don't know if we should talk about that. And then when the traffic got good, they let me do what I want for the most part. But I'm just curious at ESPN, you've been doing bad beats a while, but did you early in your ESPN career, did you try to talk about betting and the higher ups were a little um, nervous about it? Or did they always let you sort of do it in that backhanded way? Or was there resistance at any point? When did they resist and stop? 
thing. We, like we, we we talk about it quite a bit on radio because just because you had the latitude to do it, right? And uh, on TV, you know, I'd make a reference here and there, but it was definitely more like the, the thinly veiled or the, you know, the the the. the eyebrow being raised like you know look you you know what i'm doing if you know what i'm doing kind of a thing like right. you know those that don't know and those that don't won't, won't get the joke or be offended but when we when we launched our version of sports center i told them look i'm going to do this just because this is the way i see if this is if this hour is supposed to represent my worldview then then i'm going to do it and so um it was interesting there, there wasn't any real pushback um I don't think they were paying attention, you know, right, right. like to, to the to the specifics <laughs> of it. They just they're just like, well, we'll put them on the air, we'll figure it out. You know, what I mean, if I did a if I did a bunch of nonsense that, that, that they had to rein in, then they'd rein it in. Right. But I think it connected with so many people just because you know it's it, this is um, uh, and it's interesting, you know, on, on his podcast, you know, Simmons is and, and, and cousin Salad and oh, Van Pelt claimed that he invented that. This is that's funny. Like I, I didn't. Say I discovered America. Oh, did know? he say I, that I, really? He, he did. Uh-oh. Uh It was just it was just pointed out to me on Twitter, and I'm just like shrugging, like, well, "Look, you, you can claim it if you want." I mean, anybody that's bets talked about bad beats, right? I I know no one I know no one's done it on ESPN television uh, the way we did it, right? Um, but I mean, like, I didn't claim to have invented. That'd be like me saying well, I invented winners, like <laughs> right, right. have given out picks forever, right? And bad beats have been around forever. We just chose to. On Sports Center, under that umbrella, which had never been done before, in that space, to to shine a spotlight on it, um, and, and in a way that hadn't been done. And like, let me I, let me be clear. Like, I don't feel like Simmons wasn't. I don't think he was pissed off, nor am I mad that he pointed it out because he's right. Like, but like, I didn't run around like banner like that. I was right. that I discovered America. Right, right. So, so I, I just I did it in that place in a very. It, instead of doing it tongue in cheek, we did it very straightforward. Right. But there, there was never any pushback, and it became so. You know, everybody, you know, and media got it, and then they'd always like it would happen, and then everybody in the in the world would feel obligated to, to let me know there was a bad beat, as if I were unaware. You know, like the Redskins Chiefs at the end of a Monday night game, like really. So when yeah, they yeah. pitched <laughs> around twelve times, and the Redskins <laughs> lost on a touchdown to not cover on the last play of the game was a bad beat. No shit. Right. I, I knew that. Right. Um, but it is funny when everyone's in on the joke. And you got Charles Barkley the other night on, on Inside the NBA saying, you know, that's a bad beat, Scott. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> everybody's well, listen, in it, on the joke. And, and our that segment on TV has just become kind of this place, like a dumping ground for where people would talk about it there. It's the single greatest segment Re- reoccurring segment on sports television and what I like and because you're not I think if most people attempted it they'd give you you know the Michigan Ohio State game or the Florida Florida State you're giving me New Mexico State against Air Force 1030 Mountain West bad beat that's what I like it's you're going deep into it but I, I just so just to be clear though when I post this podcast on SI.com I, I shouldn't use the headline Scott Van Pelt in feud with Bill Simmons over who invented bad beats I would appreciate it if you okay. didn't. Since All the right. last time Damn I was it. on with you, it, people <laughs> managed to misconstrue things I said and turn it into something that I didn't say. So Shocking I, uh, that that would happen. If, if we could avoid yeah. that, that, yeah, right. it, that there's uh, there's no beef. It's just, okay. I I would say that certainly <laughs> Bill and Cousin Sal and Brent, myself, you, I mean, I could keep going. There are many, many people in yeah. media who, who at some time or another have been very openly pro-gambling. And, you know, for all of us, 
that felt that way, you know, Monday was a day where, you know, everybody was like, all right, this is cool. And and I'm glad you appreciate that we really do. We really do look through the gutters for the absolute, yes. like, yes. We, we, take, that we do take pride. And when, like, when it's like, we had like a Oral Roberts Denver <laughs> bad beat. And it right. was like, I think we had to get it off of an internet feed. Like, I mean, this, <laughs> these are the lengths to which we'll go to show America the absolute most ca- catastrophic of the bad beats. I love it. I call game. I call ugly. You know, you have like the the Wyoming, San Diego State. Like th- those games are pigs, and I love that you you give the pigs their due just as much <laughs> as the big games. And it, I just have to say, all these people you met, you know, Brent, you, Simmons. I- I'll tell you, the first guy I ever saw do anything with bad beats, and this shows how old I am because this actually came in this crazy thing called a newspaper. And I used to actually buy the New York Post every day when I was in high school and college and spend money mm-hmm. and open a newspaper. Steve Serby had a column called Mr. Loser every Monday, mm-hmm. and he went through the bad beats, and he ended every column with, and that's why they call me Mr. Loser. So that was, I mean, for, you know, I just I want to make sure Bill's not taking credit for inventing the bad beats, because Steve Serby was doing it well, long no. before Bill was writing on the internet. And I like Bill, well, so I, I'm, yeah. you know, I, I'm just uh, of course putting that out as, there. You know, as do I. I'm, yeah. I'm fans of anybody that's, that's that's in our little you know degenerate corner that <laughs> that wasn't you know feigning moral outrage over the idea that people were going to bet when everyone did, wants to does. Yeah. Uh, what, so what do you think? I, I want to know what this what you think this means for several entities. What do you think? Let's start with ESPN though. Mm-hmm. I assume we're going to see gambling shows. I mean, we're doing one now on SI.com. We have something called The Line on SITV. I'm sure there's going to be gambling shows on you know, FS1, ESPN, you know, who knows, Turner before an NBA game. I, we're going to see gambling shows, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I'm positive we will. Yeah. And nobody has had – I mean, this happened Monday. Like, So nobody – well, at least that I'm aware, and like nobody called me and said, "Hey, do you want to turn your hour into, you know, <laughs> uh, you know like a poker room?" No, I mean it, that hasn't that that conversation hasn't taken place yet. But I'd be stunned if you didn't see us, Fox Sports One, NBC Sports Net, CBS Sports. I mean, keep going. Any anybody that's got hours to fill, I'd be shocked if they didn't take a stab at it. Yeah. And then, but then I think the thing about this is, and you know this, Jimmy, is if you're going to do it. If you're going to talk about the topic, then you you need to be able to talk about the topic intelligently. And um, I, I, that's everybody that like gambling Twitter is the most pissed off Twitter of Twitter. Everyone <laughs> gets mad if because everyone thinks you're going to try to sell picks, and anybody who tries to sell pick is is a, is a fraud or a charlatan and a, and a crook. And so it can't turn into that, right? Because people people push back against that. And I mean, I don't think. I don't think this is going to be, you know, 900 number uh, Jack Price. I've never lost a Raider game back in the day for those that, that get the reference. I, I remember, I remember um, the guy's like a crazy whacked out um, Trump guy now. Wait, the crazy Trump guy now. Um, oh, shit. What the hell is the guy's Stu name? Finer? Stu Finer was one of them. Oh my God, he's got he's got like white hair now. I, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. But you keep going. I got to remember the guy's name now. It's gonna drive me nuts. But go ahead. You... Well, I mean, there's there's a, there's a million couts from back in the day, yeah. like the, the Jack Price, Mike Warren. I mean, I could really give you some degenerate yeah. stuff. When my, I had. A I got to interrupt. My producer Lou Pellegrino just gave me the name Wayne Allen Root. That was the guy. Oh sure, Wayne yeah. Root. He's yeah. the legend. The yeah. legend Wayne Root. Yeah, he's like a um, psycho Trump guy now. It's great. 
Is he? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, people. I said that. Things, man. And I said that, not Scott. So everyone leaves Scott exactly. alone on Twitter. That was me who said it. Go. I said Psycho uh, Trump guy. Yeah, I, I, I never said that. I, I yeah. never said the president's name on our last visit, but it, it didn't seem to matter. Exactly. Um, the, the, uh, the, the programming, I think, will, will happen organically. I think, in the sense that you'll see it bleed into coverage now way more. Um, way more, uh, less covertly, more overtly, like here it is. Here's, here's, you know, by the way, there's a number, yada, yada. I do think that the NFL continues to be um, very hesitant for the time. They're going to let others be the, the, the ball carrier, so to speak. And, and, and as long as they are kind of hesitant to really embrace it, I think you'll see networks continue to, to respect their wishes as it relates to that and not be blatant. But, you know, I think that it's, the, the programming is definitely going to happen yeah. just because a it's legal and b everyone's got way more hours than they've got good content. Exactly. So, you know, it, this is, this becomes well, an easy th- thing for everyone. There's, there's also just massive, massive sponsorship potential because every one of these shows will be sponsored by DraftKings and FanDuel and this casino and that casino. Of course. Yeah. Now have and you- that's, that's the most interesting. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go, you go, you go. Well, I just I think, that, and I mentioned this the other night on the show um, on the one big thing that, that I think, well, and these are the questions I truly don't know the answer to. Like, if if you're if you're Jerry Jones, uh, and you know we get to a point where it's legal wherever, and it's legal, the NFL is like, all right, we we give up. It's, people are going to bet, so so be it. You've been into Jerry World, I presume, and if you haven't, it's this monstrosity of a building right. that has all this incredible club level stuff. Well, can't is there a sports book in the building? Are we? Are we going to do what they do in like the UK, um, where you're able to like in-game betting from your seat? Like, uh, and and if so, who's participating in that in that uh, revenue share? Like, how's that work? I mean, these are things that are far beyond my grasp of understanding. I'm just thinking out loud of all of the ways that you're going to see it manifest itself. You know, I mean, I, I think I think hey, it's 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 legal, at, and then states get to figure out how they want to either embrace it or not. But then, what is it? What's the machination look like, right? right. How does the process? Because because is, is it is it like if you've been to I've been to this, the UK every summer to do um, to do like the Open Championship, and every single town there's the same pizza takeaway shop next to the drugstore, next to the Italian restaurant, next to <laughs> Ladbrokes, William Hill, or uh, uh, William Hill, Ladbrokes, Patty Power, pick a pick a book. There there's they're in every town on every corner. So it, does it become that ingrained in us? I don't think immediately, but I, I just I don't know what it looks like in communities. I don't know what it looks like in cities. I don't know what it looks like for leagues. I, I don't know what it looks like. I just know that it means this stigma and this backroom nonsense where you kind of, even though everybody was in on it, it was still a little bit icky because maybe people looked at you like, oh, you're betting with you know some guy that's a mechanic or whatever like it is. Right. You know what I mean? Now it's just yep. like, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a bet. So whatever. Leave me alone. Yeah. Right. I've I've always felt America so. was not as good as America could be because we didn't have a patty power here. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that. Just everything about patty power that you've heard and the the bets they offer just sounds so tremendous. Well, it's 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 basically there. It's like, what would you like to bet on? <laughs> we'll let, we'll let you. Yeah. I mean, a, props, a, anything, anything you want. We're, we will, we're more than happy to take your action. And you know that I, is that 
I, I assume that will be, you know, we'll get there eventually. I mean, do we start there? No, that's the finish line. We don't get, we don't, you don't end at the finish line. You start at the starting line and you get there. So, right. um, but again, I, th- those are the things that I, I haven't got a clue what it, what it even really looks like. Uh, this only happened Monday. We're taping this on Wednesday. So I, you know, I don't know how in depth you've gotten in, in thinking about all these things. One of the, one of the things I've thought about, I don't know what the answer is, is, you know, I think, listen, the NFL is the NFL. People have been betting in uh-huh. mass quantities on the NFL. The NBA has become a huge betting sport. Even baseball, I think more people bet on baseball than people think. I love betting on baseball. That's probably the one time I got in a little trouble in my life back in the days of college, but that's besides the point. I'm, I do wonder if how this, I, I wonder how much of a positive effect this will have on I, the fringe. I, lose, I use fringe loosely, but I mean golf, tennis, um, NASCAR, maybe even. I, I can only see this helping all those sports, no? I think so. I, yeah. And I think it helps. I think it helps for a, a network. And again, I won't say just us because if you're, you know, Fox Sports One and you've got a package of this conference or your CBS Sports Net and, and they tend, they have a lot of the college football that isn't the biggest conferences, but like all of a sudden, all of a sudden that you're a true, true derelict like me in winners and you gave out Charlotte against, you know, Florida International or whatever the hell it was. And now all of a sudden there's far more reason for you to watch that game um, if, if you've got a bet on it, then I think interest in all of those things becomes more uh, heightened and, and you know, you're, the value of those properties uh, goes up. I think what did Cuban say something about like yeah a baseball game will be finally finally interesting to watch yeah um, yeah but I mean again so, so much of this like I feel like I talk I've talked myself in a circle since I you know um, since Monday and I was driving down to the city on Monday and then I was driving back on Tuesday so I had just car rides to kind of ponder all these things and it's like it's easy to say that and then as I'm saying it I I revisit the fact to me that you and I both agree that if you already wanted to have a bet on Charlotte against you know whoever. You already did, right, right? Right. So I just I don't know I don't know how many more people we're talking about. Well, I do know this from I do know that whenever I would mention a line on something unusual, listen, if you say the Packers are minus four against the Cowboys, nobody blinks. Everyone gets it, right? But right. when I would say like, oh, um, you know, Tiger is minus one fifty to finish whatever over par, the people are like you can bet on golf. Like there is still a little bit of, you know. Outside of maybe the major sports, people still have a little, you know, I think if someone hears, you know, Venus, Serena Williams is minus 900, they're like, what does that mean? What, you know, so mm-hmm. I do think there's, that, for those yeah, sports, it's interesting. I, 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 I tend to agree with, I, I tend to agree with you, but it's just that I, I think I just happen to travel only in circles of other degenerate derelicts, <laughs> yeah. like the idea that, you know, that the, the Charles Schwartzel against Louis Oosthuizen is, you know, like, <laughs> right. I, 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 I'm, Unfortunately, I'm familiar with what the price might be, and and I get it. But I think you're right that that people don't necessarily know. Well, my, yeah, my uh, standard line it, to those people is: you can bet on anything. You can correct. bet on anything. Just ask Patty Power. Yeah. Um, but but I to your point to your point. Um, if you if 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 suddenly now this this whole world has been opened up to you, and it's you realize there's more than just you know, the Alabama-Tennessee line followed by the NFL line right. and the NBA or whatever. But then you look at, you know, a boring summer of baseball, if that's how you see it, well, now, you know, you could bet daily on these things. I would I would caution when it comes to baseball, um, as a guy who got myself in trouble himself way back in the day, <laughs> in, in, involved in the, the favorite Cincinnati Reds, uh, I, I mean, excuse me, the A's against the Reds were a big favorite, and I'm, I'm 
theoretically had the A's for my lungs for the series and then proceeded to bet my uh, legs, feet, hands, ah. and uh, on each pre- each successive game. Right, as, the chase. You know, the chase. The, uh, the chase was, the chase was. I ran into a brick wall at 1,000 <laughs> miles an hour at the end of that fourth game when they'd been swept. And then, of course, we had that really difficult conversation with your guy where you had to figure out what we're going to do. Right. So what, let's just say... If you're going to play baseball, understand, A, it's a very long season, right. and you're going to be committed every single day, and you don't necessarily want that. And, B, don't bet favorites. Well, the, 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 the shittiest team in baseball wins 60 games, 65 games. So, you, and, and, and when you have Clayton, Clayton Kershaw laying 400 right. against the Marlins, and, and, and it's because he's Kershaw and they're the Marlins, and then it's 60. One Marlins in the bottom of the eighth, and you're going away. I just lost four hundred. You know, I went. You, I won four games for a hundred. I lost one. I just went. I won eighty percent of my bets, and I'm even. And, right. Well, if you win eighty percent of your bets and you're even, you got no chance. Right. Okay? Right. You're not, not going to win eighty yep. percent of your bets. And the way that usually so things you have to you have to caution yourself against if you're going to be involved with betting on baseball. Absolutely. And the way those usually work is, you know, it actually instead of six, it's usually you know Kershaw's minus four hundred against the Marlins. And he's pitching, you know, seven innings, a one-run ball at 7-1. They go to the bullpen, bullpen, 2-1 two, two, loss, Marlins win, and you're not eating dinner that night. You're on, the, you know, ramen noodles for you that night. That's basically that's how, how it works. That's, that, that, that's how it goes. I can't wait. Theory. I mean, and, and you know what I said, Jimmy, on the show last night? I mean, I saw and it, I, yeah. think, I, I think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway because it might not. Like, the whole bad beats and, and us giving out winners and whatever, I, people, the people, and it's, it's not a, lo- a large segment of the population but there's people who are going to say hey, it's bad it's, it's, it's a disease it's, it, you're right and it, if you do too much of it it's bad just like right. if you just like alcohol is bad if yep. you, you know beer's fine but 20 is awful so it, it, it's it's a topic that i treat for what it is it's entertainment it's 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 fun bad beats to me i'm if anything it's saying why would you ever bet because look how you lose right and we this year with winners i had i had our uh our research guy jay mack who's awesome and a great part of our show um I said, what do we go this year? We were 55.2% picking football games. So I was pretty proud of that. Cause yeah. that's, that's, 60% to me is gold standard. If you go 60%, uh, then you've had a hell of a year. Absolutely. But it's really hard to do. Well, we went 55.2%. And it's like, it's it, it's a grind. Like Thursday nights, I'm sitting at my computer and I'm trying to pick games. And like, this isn't real. This is just me picking games on TV. But I just want to be right so right. that I don't get heckled all weekend. And <laughs> right. So... <laughs> the process of, of putting out picks and, and documenting the, the, the picks, if, if, if you've watched it sort of recreationally and you think, oh, well, now I'm going to bet and I'll just probably win because I've got analytics and this and that, no, you're going to get crushed. Right. And so just so you understand that. Yep. Just know that that's the, know that's the game. It's an entertainment tax. What are you willing to pay? Preach. And as long as, get, as long as you get that that's what it is, then please come jump in the pool. But if you have, if you have some wild pipe dream that you're going to get rich, you're going to retire, you're going to buy a fishing boat, no, you're not. Right. And no, you're not. That's what I, not to just keep kissing your ass, but that's what I love about winners is when you do the winners, you're not saying to me, all right, I'm going to go with, you know, the Chargers over the Rams because uh, they're 6 0 1 on grass and at no. night, therefore, ev- anyone who's looking at that stuff, if you're not a better and then you think you're going to start sports betting now that it's legal, don't, don't look at any of those trends or nonsense. You have no control over what's going to happen in the game. That's why I love the way you do winners. You just, you know, you usually take on the dog. I think you've taken underdogs like 90% of the time, if I'm not mistaken. At, at, le- at, at least. I think yeah. Last year, we, 
we had two. I think we had two favorites for the year, maybe three tops. I mean, we, we almost always do underdogs, and it's never there was never any factual relevance. There's no information. It's just because it's all right. Decide, so we'll, it's contrarian. And by the way, contrarian is now the new non-contrarian. Right. Like if you're the contrarian, you're, you're now that that trend has been joined by everybody. So like, I'm not even original with that. Right. Uh, I, I used to think you know I was ahead of the curve. I mean, everyone's right. everyone's cleared the curve now we're all together with that but i still do think largely if if i'm going to ride with anyone i'm going to i'm just going to ride with the side the house yeah. needs because the house is the house and they're still standing so that's all it's, yeah. it's not even fun it's like playing blackjack there's no there's no thought involved exactly as long as, as long as you understand that you're not you're not a handicapper you know what are you some genius don't kid yourself it's is it 16 against the king all right hit is it 15 against the four stand? That's all I do right. is look at the card and identify what, are, what, what it clearly tells you. The house, they've got to have Mississippi State at home against Alabama. Give me Mississippi State. Right. Like, this, this isn't based on stats. Right. It's based on the number. Well, that's, that's right. Look, I, yeah, they'll say, you know, Missi- they'll say Alabama, you know, Mississippi State hasn't beaten Alabama since 1984. Well, does that have to do with 2018. The players are different. Everything has nothing to do. But, you know, the people just want to spew out these trends because I guess that I think that's an industry that's going to boom because people are going to get hoodwinked into thinking there's something there when there isn't. Like you said, it's it's not, every not game. Every game is an individual game that stands on its own and has nothing to do with the like. Yeah, sure. If there's a late injury you might capitalize on that or something or you know this guy can't move around but even th- even that is a crapshoot like you said don't if you go I, into it thinking I, I, you know what you're I, doing you're crazy of course and and i i appreciate and and i love cowherd for how he presents the blazing five it's it's this all this research and all this information and it goes through all the pyrotechnics man and he sells it <laughs> and and he's going to give you picks and he's had great years and he's done pretty well but ultimately i just would laugh and say you just I'm going to just go on and say I like this because it has it, and it has not one stat that backs it up. In fact, every single stat would appear to back up the other side. That's why I like this side. Yeah. And there are people that you can never make understand that because what you're saying it flies in the face of all logic. But if if you are willing to just take the leap of faith and, and embrace that philosophy, then that's that's all you really need. But I listen. If I if I had some foolproof way of doing it, I, I would never have even met you because I would be on a beach somewhere, <laughs> right? You know, well, I'd be Bob Garris. I'd be him. I'd be I'd be I'd be uh, long since in in the seven eight figure category, not even worrying about life. It, it's so funny because I got a coworker of mine. I'm going to drop his name because he listens to the podcast every week. Kevin Driscoll. He's our head of social at SI.com, and he's great at doing social. And he likes to place a bet. And he'll say to me. I'm not going to use this guy's name, but he'll say, oh, uh, you know, so-and-so in the office is really good with his picks. He has good picks. He's. I said, if he has good picks, why is he working here? If he has good picks, he's not working at SI.com, you know, editing copy. So, you know, and that, let's and relax. That's the, argument against the, that's the argument against any tout is if you're, if you're selling picks, why would you sell your information? Because if your information is good enough, um, and I, listen, and, I, and I've come to know this guy on that side of the aisle. And I appreciate the hustle. I appreciate the work they do because they're legitimate old school by the, by the numbers, hard like handicappers. And that's what they've done. And they work hard to try to grind out a profit. I, I appreciate that. Um, but I understand the idea that, look, if, if you hit whatever, if you're Billy Walters, like legendary names of gamblers, like if you're, if you're those guys, you don't, you don't need to be on, on the internet. Uh, or back in the day, offering a 900 number to sell a pick, and, and all as we know, like the boiler rooms, that, 
that can't work in 2018. Like some guy calling you up and saying, you know, you got to get to Western Union because I'm going to give you this UTEP winner. It's going at 4 o'clock. How much can you get me? What do you play a game? Listen. (laughs) <laughs> no one's falling. No one's falling for that scam. So you're going to need to. You're going to need to do better than that. Have, have you thought about before we wrap up? A couple of quick. Have you thought about? I mean, it's only been two days, but how this will affect how you do bi- bad beats? Like, nah, how does your script change? It. it doesn't. Nothing. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. You say what the line is. You you don't really you don't do the Al Brent cute thing you come right out and say it so i guess you're not affected by it well i mean we've we've definitely had like we've we've chosen to i mean like when it comes to uh on the sunday show we we don't we don't we what do we call it significant to some because that was the chris Hmm. the great chris fowler line yeah when there was a there was a return of it rosen gets stripped yeah uh stanford kid thomas returns it for a touchdown i had given out ucla that week in winners and that made it not a winner. And Fowler's <laughs> line is significant to some. And so we, like, we called the Sunday game significant to some with more of a wink and a nod. And, and Monday, we, we really like to go to the bottom of the barrel and give you a, a play that you probably didn't see. Right. Um, but but like whether it's winners or bad beats or like we do like a moose alert, like we'll show the way a game went horribly wrong at the end uh, of a game, which we, you know, we do yeah. frequently, not every day, but. Um, as events warrant, uh, I assume all we'll do is continue to do to do that. I think I think Jimmy, the thing that'll change, I, I just assume other shows will 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 be far more um, you know far more likely to point out. Oh my gosh, you know right. the spread was seven, and you know they gave up a touchdown or something. And, and I think more people will will do it. But I, I don't think we I don't think we need to change how we package yeah. anything that we do because it's it's always been presented just really straightforward the know? biggest we problem do, you're gonna do, have is everyone's everyone's gonna everyone's gonna do bad beats now i mean you'll still be the best I mean, like si is probably gonna ask me to do a segment on it but scott's the king at the bad beat so i wouldn't even i mean we that everyone's gonna try it but um we no, know. no 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 we're the uh we're the, the we're the court jester you're, and uh, the duke. You're baiting the duke. me. You're baiting me into using that Simmons Van Pelt feud headline. <laughs> so be to be careful. And, By and, the way, and I'm saying it with a smile. Yes, because it's not. There's no feud. It's, all right, we're all under the same tent. Well, we're all, we're all celebrating the same victory. We'll let the SI Media podcast listeners judge. Uh, the famous, yeah, the, you mentioned the fallow, the famous Al Michaels one, which I love, which I had in Train of Thoughts today on on Wednesday. If people want to go back and read it, is the, um, the touchdown with no time left to make a game go over, and he said, "Well, that's over." Overwhelming. That was a good we one. That, we had that drop on our on our on our board. Like I have yeah. a, I do I do the wacky radio guy bit where we've got just drops, and right. I've got Uncle Brent saying some some baskets become more important than others. I have Al Michael saying, "Well, that's overwhelming." Uh, <laughs> I think those are the, those are that those are the main gambling ones we've All got because right. those two are. Are, are among the TV godfathers of the uh, of the gambling reference. Absolutely, we're gonna. Talk, I'm gonna talk to Brent in a little while. I wanted to cross you guys over, but he can't come on for another half hour, so we're not gonna cross you guys over. But when you did your your segment, your one big thing on on the ruling on Tuesday, I did like how you said the ruling was six three, and that went over. That was very good. <laughs> well, I, I, well, you got to You got to have. You yeah, know, you got to. You got to. You got to play to the audience, right? You got to preach to right. the choir. So anybody that was. There was uh, a long for the ride on that one. Got the reference. Now here's Brent. Brent. Uh, I mean, I, I, look, I admire the guy. He 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 made no bones about his interest in it, and, and that he clearly felt like it was something that the audience got. And um, 
and now he's made a you know a gig out of it. He, he moved to the desert, and he was ahead of the yeah. curve. And I so, told for him. I told Scott this when I saw him Tuesday, and I'm going to say it now, and then I'm going to say it to Brent. I'm going to put Scott in charge of a mission. I want him to convince the ESPN higher ups. I told some ESPN PR people about this. I'm going to give. They can take my idea. With this ruling now and gambling being quote unquote legal, Brent's in the desert. ESPN, you want to get some good social media cred and get the internet on your side. You bring Brent out of retirement for one game and one game only, and you let him call the Las Vegas Bowl this year. It's got to happen. Scott, I'm, I'm relying on you. Well, I mean, I, I feel like from your from your lips to uh, to God's ears, and you know, you met the new boss yesterday. He's a good he's a good guy, Jim Charles. I mean, yeah. uh, if you uh, you know you, you work some back channels, and we see what we can do. I mean, look, you, you don't have to tell me twice. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm on board for for whatever. Uh, and I mean, look, he's a broadcasting legend. He's already there. You save the room. You know, you don't have to get any per diem. He doesn't have to get a room. He's there. You just drive down there, and uh, boom. I, I feel like I feel like this is. I feel like it's it's uh, I feel like it's done. I, I'm already I'm already banking on it happening. Perfect. Before I, I got to ask you, since I got you here, we'll wrap up after that. Uh-huh. I mean, we so at the upfronts on Tuesday, you um, did a little spiel about the Midnight Sports Center. It's doing well, ratings up, and you you did give a little. I, I, I appreciated your little line about the wire and about all these people who've come after Sports Center over the years. All these networks who've come after Sports Center over the years, and there is the narrative that Sports Center is dead. And you basically mm-hmm. said, shove it. Well, I, I, well, I mean, like, look, there's been plenty of people that tried to do Sports Center that, that, that those shows are no more. So I said at the upfronts that, you know, like Omar said on the wire, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Yeah. But then I want to make this clear. I did add Omar ended up dead, <laughs> really, really, really dead. So in saying that we have been able to withstand the, the you know, the, uh, the fights from others, or however you want to frame it, uh, also know that the you know, fight's not over, and you you, you have to remain uh, viable, and you have to remain um, you know evolve with whatever's going on. Which I'd like to hope that our show has been kind of a manifestation of that idea that that, that you don't stay static, and you 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 try to can, you try to do things like we've done with the, the you know the ground we've covered here. Use this as content that you know people are interested in, and um, you know you can't just show. Highlights from the start to the end, the way Dan and Keith used to be able to, because you know we've covered this ground. We all know that that, that everything's changed yeah. with that. So I mean, I, I remain proud of the the hour that, that we get to do, and I'm still you know I'm proud to be under that banner that says Sports Center. And I get that it's not it's a different time than it was, but I do I do still feel like um, you know when a game's done or you know late at night, if you want to know what's happened and you're interested in the context of of the rest of the day and the highlights and what they mean, I think you can, you can come hang out with us. And, um, and I mean, by now people know we're going to do our best to, to treat them like adults and have some fun and you'll get our thoughts on the matter. And, uh, you know, and, we'll keep trying to do our best. I mean, that's, that's all, that's all any of us can do. Yeah. You know, the, the land, the landscape's changing. We, it, it's changed for you all. You guys adapt. It's changing for us. We adapt to the, it's when, when it's, it's like the record industry. People stop buying records, but they don't stop listening to the music. So you figure out a way to deliver music. Well, well people, people yeah. still want your people. Still, people still want your content. Does it, yep. does it come in the mailbox every Thursday? Like when I was a little kid, is it the same as it used to be? No. Right. But does that name still matter? Of course it does. Yeah. And so, you know, hopefully, hopefully ours can continue to do the same thing. And I, and I think this decision on Monday will only help your ratings, but obviously we'll, we'll see about that. All right. Last question. Would you bet the Cavs 
down 0-2 in the series, they probably, I don't know the line. I didn't look today. I meant to look and I forgot. But I'm sure the Cavs are plus a nice number. Would you bet the Cavs to beat the Celtics or would you not even take a chance on the, on the, on the odds? I would say this, uh, and I've said this many times, Jimmy, just because they post a number doesn't mean you have to have action, right? Um, and I, 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 I fit this one out. I mean, I suppose you can't, I mean, if, if you want to take a flyer on a comeback, you know, sure, why not? I mean, it's, right. it's, it's a prop bet, but that, that's all it is at this point. And I've, I've, I've been amazed at Boston. I mean, just to actually talk actual sports for 20 seconds. Sure. Like, I mean, what they've been, what they've been and what they've shown and what, what collectively, whether it's Stevens or these young players have done this season is, yep. is really remarkable. Yep. I mean, you lose, a, you lose a superstar in the first quarter of your first game. You lose your best player, your leading scorer, and your assist guy, Kyrie, in the spring. And you're, you're two games away from knocking out a guy that's been in the final seven straight years. And, and I mean, and they've been, they were a giant underdog against Philly for the series. And they were a giant underdog against Cleveland for the series. And it's like, you know, they absorbed LeBron's best punch last night and still won by double digits. It, help, so, yeah. it helps, though, that it, it, I'm not taking anything away from the Celtics. I don't want this to be construed as that because Stevens is tremendous. Uh-huh. Players, but it does help them that he has no help. I mean, Kevin Love's playing better the last, you know, he played well last night. He's played well the last four or five games. The rest of the team is garbage. I'm sorry. That's harsh, but it, he has no help. He's doing it all by himself, basically. I get it. I mean, but but it's like we change our narrative based on the results of games. Like we didn't. Nobody ever said anything about he didn't have help against Toronto. But that's but that you know that conversation. Well, that was more well, about Toronto. Toronto yeah. they're, they're too. They're, they shrink when they see Cleveland. Cleveland's got their number. This and that. I mean, again, he has no help. Okay. Well, then then do better. Yeah, the, the guys they've got have to do better right. because. We're looking at, I mean, uh, what Boston's getting a lot out of. They're getting a lot out of guys that were granted they were they were high draft picks. So to act like, you know, to act like Tatum or Brown or Smart weren't where they were. They were they were significant draft picks. Right. But um, you're still you're not talking about made guys there. You know, right, that, right. That's not a that's not a roster of made guys. It's sure. not a roster of all stars. It's not a roster of guys who have done it this time of year. Right. So yeah, I get it, but. All those dudes that, that are garbage, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, they, they've been here this time of the year. You know, the Corvers, the Smiths, whatever, they've been to finals. They've been part of this. So, you know. Doesn't mean they're good, I, but that's besides I, the point. I got you. I hear I what you say. Yeah. I, I, but again, like they're, they're, like they're not down 0-2 to the Golden State Warriors or the Houston Rockets. They're down to a Boston team that lost its best player in May. I mean, excuse me, in March. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think... I think it's credit for Boston rather than it is ripping Cleveland. At least that's the way I right. think. I think I think I also have this this sort of resistance because when he does lose, then the circus of the free agency starts and it's unbearable to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I, I I live in a world where you know, yes. we're going to have an hour a night to try to figure out like you know how do I how do we frame speculation? I, right. I don't I don't love that. It's not my favorite part of the gig, but. Uh, you know, by July first, we'll know the answer to that question too. But yeah. uh, you know, whatever, right. we'll it, it, enjoy the process of getting uh, from here to there. And uh, and when we can, uh, we can when we can commiserate over legal gambling, we'll do that. I'm sure as well. I look forward to it. I thank you for coming on. Hopefully, everything's right with you and Bill Simmons. And uh... relax, with that. <laughs> relax. I will relax. relax. I will, no headlines. Uh, I promise. I promise. All right. Thank all you. right. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Be good. Be excited. All right, my thanks to Scott Van Pelt. Before we get to the icon, Brent Musburger, let me tell you that this episode of the SI Media Podcast is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm. 
Yes. Yes. I can go for some wings right now. This time of year brings us two things, graduations and Father's Day, and the gifts that go along with them. It's big gifts. Mother's Day just passed. Now you got graduation, Father's Day. As George Costanza once said, it never ends. But (laughs) before you buy dad another tie or that grad a balloon that will probably float away, ask yourself this, does my dad or grad like wings or sports or better yet, both? If the answer is yes, and I'm sure it is, then get them a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. Right now, if you purchase $30 worth or more in-store or online, Buffalo Wild Wings will give you a $5 bonus to keep for yourself. That's a gift that gives back. How generous of you, Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports, the terms and conditions do apply. All right, joining me now, live from the desert, first man I thought of this week, a big week. For Brent Musburger. Brent, how are you? I'm good, Jimmy. How you doing, man? Well, finally, finally, it's going to be legal in more places than out here in the desert. It's unbelievable. Uh, full disclosure, before we even get started, I just want to say Brent was kind enough to have me on his radio show every Monday night during the NFL season on Vicin, the Vegas Sports and Information Network on Sirius XM. So I appreciate him coming on for me. And this has got to be huge for, for Vicin, I would assume. Oh, yeah. You know, it just uh, grows, grows the branch. I mean, more and more people will look for information regarding betting on individual games and totals and everything else that goes in to the wide world of gambling on sports, which, as you know, has operated in the shadows for <laughs> far too long. Yeah. It's been an extensive black market, and now at least it will come out into the open and be an accepted part uh, of the American betting culture, and that's the way it should be. Were you surprised that you finally saw this happen where it's made legal? Did you expect it to happen sooner? What, what, when it came down Monday, what was your reaction? You know, it's kind of an interesting question because a few years ago, if you had asked me, I'd have said no chance. No chance, and especially after the uh, appeals court went against the state of New Jersey, and then they came back basically on a state's rights motion and all the people that I spoke with who had been in the hearing last December, I think it was December 5th, mm-hmm. they told me that there is no way the Supreme Court was going to rule against the state of New Jersey, that it was a very well-presented plan orchestrated by some high-powered attorneys. And, you know, when the Supreme Court that decides to hear an appeals court decision, it's about almost 90% that they will overturn it. Otherwise they just even wouldn't waste their time listening to it. So there had to be, there had to be a feeling within the court. I mean, when they said, yeah, we'll, we'll hear the, uh, the state of New Jersey's appeal. Let's take a look at that. So I wasn't, I wasn't shocked when the word came down very early out here on the West coast Monday, to tell you the truth, I'd expected it. I also told some people, I thought they would wait until after March madness uh, after that, chaos had cleared that attorneys were talking to attorneys and that the decision would come in time for programs to be put in place in new jersey prior to the upcoming nfl season yeah that's interesting the wait for mark's march madness to be over i I didn't even think of that because that would have imagined that the decision coming down the middle of that it would have been chaos yeah yeah (laughs) um so the decision came down monday we're taping this late eastern time wednesday what's the mood in vegas how does vegas feel about this well they're very upbeat about it they think that it expands the the overall brand of gambling and 
you know, Vegas is more a convention capital. And what these states are about to find out is it's a gambling on sports is a very small part of the overall state's revenue. Most of it is taken in on the slot machines, the table games, the hotel rooms, the food, the shows, things of that nature uh, result in the income here. It's always going to be a a special destination place. The other thing uh, that they're excited about, uh, some of these fellows who work in the sports books, who've wanted to move back east or to other places in the country, now have an opportunity to get jobs because that's something else that this will provide. You're going to need... You're going to need the bookmakers. You're going to need the clerks. You're going to need those people. And uh, William Hill already ahead of the curve, of course, because they want to open their bet shop at Monmouth Park right. in New Jersey. <laughs> and they've already spoken about having to hire uh, many people from Nevada because they're familiar and they, they know how to operate a sports book. And the, and the advertising possibility, the revenue from advertising is just going to be absolutely immense. And I guess that's where the sports leagues will come in. I mean, you're going to have, you know, book 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 places will be advertising on NBA games and MLB games, and it's the the money. Once you know the NFL is still trying to play holier than now, but once Roger Goodell sees the numbers and the revenue, I'm sure he'll flip. Yeah, there's no question. You know, they can they can talk about integrity. Uh, the attorney who came up with that word, basically they were sitting around in a room saying, how do we get a piece of the action? Well, let's see if they bite on this integrity fee. And, and uh, most of the states who are run by people with knowledge of this industry at all are going to say, no way. Yeah. No way. Integrity, a synonym is honesty. And people like to bet on your games because they assume they're honest. And no one will make sure that they are any more than the bookmakers who can always spot unhealthy money moving on one side or the other or one game or the other. It's what happened out here with regards to the Arizona State basketball point shaving. It was the bookmakers who noticed unusual money showing up on games that really didn't matter much. So I, I doubt that they will be able to get integrity fees from a majority of the states. Some will probably cave under pressure, but you put your finger on. People have asked me, well, how do they? Sure. I said, listen, the advertising is enormous. If you go over to the UK and you see the amount of gambling advertising on the Premier Soccer League, you will see exactly how these leagues are going to profit. And they're also going to profit with the television revenues because people have taken over under number in a New York Giant game or New England Patriot game. They stick around to the end. Even if their team's getting blown out, they want to see what that number is, as you well know. Excellent point. uh, Yep. Yep. So it'll help their ratings. Absolutely. That's a a big factor in this. Um, I'm interested in, you know, the the people against this, some of them will say, what about point shaving, referees being on the take, and how would Brett Musburger respond to that notion? Well, you know, listen, human nature being human nature, at some point in our history, there will be an incident. And hopefully, you know, all of the things will be in place to detect it, and it will not go on for a long time. Um, I thought the Donahue refereeing scandal with the NBA actually lasted a little bit longer than I would have liked. Obviously, uh, the leagues and the bookmakers are going to have to be diligent. There's no question about that. But I am not going to say it'll never happen. That, no. What I don't think will happen is that 
a high-salaried professional athlete will attempt to shave or impact the outcome of a game. I don't think, Jimmy, that's going to happen simply because it would take way, way too many dollars to buy off. Let's take an NFL quarterback. He would be the most important position on the team. Uh, I just can't imagine a salaried quarterback making the millions that they make even thinking about it uh, because it would take hundreds of millions for him to even have to consider it. So it's never impossible. Believe me, it's never impossible. But, you know, that's why we have people paying attention and and looking at And look, obviously, uh, there are going to be people who are going to lose bets. There are going to be observers, even in the media, and they're going to hint that things went awry. Uh, I've Listen, I've gone through with the late Jerry Tarkanian a lot when he was beaten by Duke in the semifinal the year after winning the national championship. And I, Jerry and I have talked about it, and in no way does he think that any gamblers influenced the outcome of that game. He said, you go back and look at the Grant Hills and the Bobby Hurleys and all the people that were on that Duke team – he said it was a heck of a basketball team. They played a great game, and, right. and they eliminated. That will not stop the rumors, and uh, that will not stop the gossip, uh, especially with Twitter. That's always going to be out there. Yeah. I think for the most part, I would be more concerned, obviously, about the college athletes who are not being paid. And I also I would be a little concerned about youngsters, I'm going to say, in high school. <laughs> uh, getting themselves involved at parlay card operations and getting in a little bit too deep. Uh, I think there has to be an education process, as there should be with uh, alcohol, right. marijuana, right. And, you know, any, anything else. Uh, I lo- yeah, there, there will be problems. It won't be a perfect world. I loved buying that parlay card when I was in about ninth grade in the cafeteria on a Friday <laughs> afternoon, get ready for the weekend. That's right. Love that That's parlay right. card. Do you, do you think... They only paid us three to one. You know, if we'd only know what the real odds exactly. were. You know what I'm saying, Jimmy? We were young back then. We were... Now, I'm just, I'm curious. There's so much of that. You know, it came down Wednesday and everyone got all, you know, excited, but there's still so much we don't know. It's a state to state thing and no one knows how it's all going to play out. It, it, you know, we, we have a long way to go, but I'm curious. Do you, do you think we could see a situation where, okay, I'm here in New York City? I'm on, you know, 42nd and 7th. There's a sports book there that's got the Yankees minus 150 tonight. But I go to the sports book on 34th and 8th, and they've got the Yankees minus 120 tonight. I don't know if it would be that big a spread. Right. Uh, it could be a, a 10 or a 20 cent spread, uh, depending on how much action they're booking on one side. Uh, I would think that you could probably go up on your iPad or your, even your phone. And you'll be able to see the different prices around town, as we have here in Las Vegas. There'll be a little bit difference. And obviously, you know the business better than uh, many of the media people that I'm around. And you know that I call it the tax, as you know, the bookmakers call it the vigorish. And that is something that the uh, betters will have to learn to shop for a little bit. Because in the long run, listen. Most of us don't have a winning record, okay? And uh, you try to you try to keep those losses uh, to a minimum wherever you can. Now, there's going to be a lot of people out there in in uh, New Jersey. Let's say they go for, oh, I can beat this. I can quit my job. Uh, I can bet sports for a living. Uh, be careful, my friend. It's, be careful. Okay, I, I just want to send that alert out. I, I I had Scott Van Pelt on right before you came on, and we both had high praise for you. He was referring to Uncle Brent throughout the podcast, and 
We said you were one of the people who ushered this era in for us. And he said, he said the same. He said, listen, I just want to make it clear to people out there listening to this. If you've never placed a sports bet and then you heard Monday's decision and you think now you have a get rich quick scheme coming your way because it's legal, please don't even think about it. So I, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think this does to, to the bookie? I mean, the offshore sites, I mean, listen, when I was in college, uh, I had a bookie and then the offshore sites came along. I stopped using the bookie. I, I used, you know, the offshore sites. Obviously, with the Internet, bookies are fewer and far between now. But does this kill the bookie completely? Is the, is the days of meeting the guy at the corner bar for a beer and handing him, you know, the envelope of cash, is that completely over? There's a certain charm so. to there's a certain charm to that. Yeah, you know. yeah, and you know, the the bookie at the bar that, that takes the uh, the private wagers. Of course, he was frequently tied in with loan sharking. Right. If somebody gets into too deep, and that goes to uh, part of the mob's basis for raising money right. uh, back in the old days, there will always be Jimmy. They will be around. They'll they'll offer a better price. I, I've told people I don't think the offshore sites are going to go away at all. I don't either, yeah. I think I, they're going to sit back, and they're going to see what these states do to the taxation or the vigorish, and they'll say, listen, we'll, we'll offer a reduced fee, and people will still come and play with us, and, uh, and, and we will go from there. I, I think they're probably sitting back and saying, listen, this is going to develop a whole new group of customers or potential customers, so they're not going anywhere. Now, they don't have a license in the United States, which makes them illegal. Right. Uh, William Hill, the great British bookmaker, is probably ahead of the curve. They've already spent about $3 million on the Monmouth um, place in there to begin accepting bets. So as soon as, uh, as, soon as the state okays it, they'll be the first shop, in my opinion, to open up. And uh, they jumped in way ahead. And what they will move for, they'll try to get more kiosks around the state outside of the racetrack, mm-hmm. and then they will try to get their their telephone app legal in the state of New Jersey as quickly as possible, and, that's and uh, people will bet That's you know, it right there. We'll go from there. Yeah. yeah. And I sort that's, of think... That's what they want to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I sort of... <laughs> excuse me. I sort of was of the belief, like, you know, if you've wanted to place a sports bet in your life, you've been able to do it. I, I don't think this will is going to lead to a massive crop of new sports betters. But I, what I do think, and I'm curious for your take, if you agree or disagree, I think the types of sports betting now is go the live in-game betting now, I think is going to be huge. I mean, even the biggest, you know, gamblers, sports betters, they probably don't dabble in the live in-game too much. They have them on the websites, you know, the offshore sites. I think it's the type of betting. Live in-game, I think, is going to be huge with this decision. Totally agree. We've been tinkering with it. Uh, we did it on the Super Bowl and the National Championship game. It's fascinating. Uh, you have to move quickly. <laughs> I, I would not be an in, a really good in-game better because I like my, my uh, beer and my whiskey when I'm watching <laughs> games. <laughs> I wouldn't, but, but, Jimmy, you, you're 100% right. Uh, that's where the growth. In the U.K., uh, most of the sports bets today – are taken during games and during golf tournaments and things like that. So I think that is definitely, definitely going to be the growth area. And William Hill, deeply involved in that in the state of Nevada. So they will, you know, they will take their uh, software in there and just get it installed and, uh, and they will continue on your way. But I think for sure that's the growth area when it comes to betting on sports. 
because uh, that is so it'll be so legal to do because there'll be licensed bookmakers that you're dealing with in the uh, in the various states. Yep. Couple, a couple of quick things before we wrap. Sure. I appreciate the time. Um, do you feel did you do a victory lap on Monday from this standpoint? Not that it's legal, but you were so mm-hmm. ahead of your time. CBS, the NFL Today, Jimmy the Greek, that segment. You couldn't say the line is, but you and the Greek were able to right. get across what you're doing. All those games where you would backhandedly, if that's even a word, mention mm-hmm. the spread. I mean, in my column on SportsIllustrated.com, train of thoughts on Monday after the decision came down, I, I made sure to link to the YouTube video of your great call in the Ohio State Northwestern game on that right. last play right. where you, you, I mean, you sounded like you were basically <laughs> at a funeral when you saw what was taking place. I mean, the, you did it, Al, and Al Michaels did it without saying it. Do you feel like, okay, I'm vindicated and also... You know, I wish I was calling a game right now so I can come out and say it instead of doing the cute sort of backhanded way. <laughs> you know, the last point is the one that I really wanted. I said, oh, man, give me one more game. You are looking live at Alabama where the Crimson Tide is favored by ten and a half over Auburn. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. That would be that would be yes. so much fun. Yes. One more time. Well, now, you know what I'm saying? Now, here, it's funny <laughs> you say that, Brent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a surprise here at you. So I was at these ESPN upfronts yesterday, and I met some mm-hmm. of their PR guy. I talked to Scott Van Pelt in person, and I said, and I just said this to Scott on the podcast. I said, I'm going to put Scott in charge of a mission, and I want it done. And I spoke to the ESPN PR people. I said, here's what you do. You want to get good publicity on social media. You want to get in the good graces of the fans. Here's what you do now that this is legal. You bring Brent out of retirement for one game and one game only, and you let him call the Las Vegas Bowl. He's there already. Gambling is legal. I want this. I'm, I'm on a mission to make this happen. If ESPN asks, I hope you say uh, yes. You've got to call the I Las would. Vegas Bowl. Okay, good. I'm going to let would. All right. I've called it a lot, Jimmy. I know the people uh, who do it. It's on December 15th. It's a uh, 1230 Pacific start. Yep. Okay. And, and, and I, I am more than willing. I'll, I'll say, Jimmy, you write me the copy uh, now. <laughs> and we're going to say you are looking live. And, we give it the, and, and, and I'll do it. There's no question. And Van Pelt said. I would do it for him. Van Pelt said they don't have to pay for a hotel for you. You're already out there. No per diem. You're there. There's no reason for ESPN. <laughs> no airplane. To, no airplane. There's no reason for ESPN to say no to this. <laughs> I mean, I would right. love to do it. I'm going to make this <laughs> my mission. Fun. All right. Brent, okay, I, I appreciate it, and uh, congratulations on the big Thanks, week. Jimmy. Thank you. Take care. Great, great. Okay. We'll be talking to you, my friend. You did. Your, your listeners should know, you did really good on Monday night. I started following you and not me, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> well, and who, who, who knew I was so good picking those prop bets before it was legal? I know, <laughs> I know. And now you can take it to those bookies in Jersey. There you Thanks, go. Jimmy. Talk Thank to you, you soon, my All friend. Right. Okay, care. bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. This was probably the most fun I've had since I've done a podcast. Um, Van Pelt was great. And Brent, the end of Brent, giving you the look, you're looking live. What more do you need in life? All right, that wraps up this edition of the SI Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer, and I will see you next week. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily sports podcast network? Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. 
Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.